Hello, Crossroads family and guests. We are so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. We want to let you know about our website, wherelifechanges.com. There you can find more about church events, ministries, and giving options. Check out Pastor Lee's blog at pastorlee.net. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at crcc underscore social. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash wherelifechanges. We really hope that the message today would inspire and encourage you to worship passionately, serve others, and share truth. Now let's jump into the message. I just want to continue. Last week I talked to you about the devil's lie. Everybody say devil's lie. Now if you remember, the devil's lie is this idea that you're not good enough, that you're not pretty enough, that you're not smart enough, that you're not anything enough. Uh, if you remember, we, we talked about how the devil, and that was the first thing he did, is got Eve to compare herself to God. Sometimes God gets us to, I mean, the enemy gets us to believe that we have to be perfect. We got to do everything just right all the time. And everything has to be just perfect. Y'all know anybody like that? That if it's not perfect, then they struggle with their peace and they get uh, struggle a little bit. Got some confession over there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so that is the devil's lie. And, and I want you to know the spirit of the world is always trying to make us feel inadequate. Always trying to make us feel like we're not enough. There is constantly a comparison going on between uh, me and somebody else. Every commercial you watch is going to tell you first and foremost why you're not good enough. And if you buy this product, then you'll be all right. And if you just do this, then you'll be better. And if you just get this, right? I used to watch Hair Club for Men. I used to think, hmm, maybe, I don't know. It's the spirit of the world telling us this. And what happens is we believe the lie and we begin to, to, to act that way. If you remember, last week I was sharing with you that Adam and Eve, they went and hid after they had eaten the forbidden fruit. The Bible doesn't say they hid because they disobeyed. They hid because they were naked. They realized they were naked. They've been naked the whole time, but just realized it. And so suddenly they believe that something about them would cause God to see them differently and not approve of them, so they had to run and hide. When you begin to believe the lie, not only do you begin to feel like you're not enough, you begin to assume everybody else thinks you're not enough. And you begin to look and listen for words that would devalue you and bring you down. And you walk into a room and you think, I wonder if they like me. Could they like me? Am I smart enough, pretty enough? Do I fit in? All those different kinds of things. And these are all lies from the devil himself. And I want to encourage you again, do not believe the lie. Do not believe it. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made. You have been built perfectly by the master artisan in heaven. Your mind, your body, your eyes, your hair, your personality, your intellect, everything has been formed just right by the great artist in the sky. Amen. And so you don't have to worry what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what your husband thinks, your wife thinks. It doesn't matter what your kids say. All that matters is what does God say about you when he says that you are worthy for him to die on the cross for you. Amen? So do not believe the lie. Let's get into the scripture. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. 
You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was, uh, who was with her and he ate it. Amen. And so, man, you can't blame women anymore because you were right there with her. Amen. Yeah, I got some amens on that one. Aha, uh-huh. that's right. Say it again, brother. <laughs> now, in this part, what I just read, it doesn't say it, but if we go back a little bit further, it says that in the middle of the garden there were two trees. Everybody say two trees. There was the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, the tree of life was a reminder of everything God had given them. He had given them life. He had given them the garden. He gave them food, this beautiful nature, everything about it. He had given them. So every time they looked at the tree of knowledge of good and evil, this forbidden fruit, they were reminded they already had everything they needed. Eve already had everything she needed. When, when the devil said, you, you will know good and evil, she already knew good. She knew everything about good. She knew God face to face. She walked with him, talked with him. She understood there, there wasn't anything good that she didn't already know. She knew it all. The only thing she didn't know what was evil. Sometimes we need to be reminded that in him, we already got all we needed. We got everything we need. We got all the love we need, all the respect, all the affirmation. We got everything that we need. If the devil's telling you that you're not good enough, it is a lie. You need to tell him to shut up and get back behind you in the name of Jesus. Amen. It it is something that is crushing our society. So many people worry, am I good enough? That's why we have people suffering from anorexia, anxiety, suicide, all this kind of stuff because I don't measure up and it's a lie straight from the devil. If I can't do anything else, I want to remind you that in Christ, you have all that you need. Amen. You have all that you need. You have all the love that you need. Now look around you. You got people sitting there that that love you, I hope. Or you have people in your life somewhere. Now, if they didn't love you, you'd be okay. Because in him, you have all the love you need. Amen? Somebody walks out. God forbid somebody gets sick. You have all the love you need in God. He will sustain you with his love. Amen? If you feel like you need approval, you need people to think good of you, you think that you need them to affirm you, to to talk about how good you are, to think highly of you, you don't need anybody to think that. You don't need anybody to approve of you, to affirm you. You You may want it, but you don't need it. You don't need it because God's already said you're good enough. So if God's already said it, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. They can agree with God, but if they disagree with God, then you don't need that. You don't need anybody to tell you that you're good looking. You don't need anybody to tell you how smart you are. You don't need anybody to do any of that. You have everything you need in him. Amen. And so you don't have to go around craving love and affection and affirmation and approval from any person. You don't need it. You already got all you need. The tree of life is right there. Amen. We believe the devil's lie. Now, what did Eve do? Eve went after what was forbidden. Everybody say forbidden. She went after what she didn't need. She went after excess. 
You see, if I have all that I need in Christ, then anything else is just extra. Are you with me? If God has given me all the love that I need, then the love of my wife is extra. Amen? If God has given me all the approval I need, then to get your approval is extra. Amen? But this extra was different because this extra was forbidden. And so one of the ways that Christ gives me everything that I need is he gives me friends. He gives me family that love me. And so when they love me, they love me in Christ. So that's the love of Christ through my wife into me. Amen. It's the love of Christ through my children to me. The love of Christ through my brothers and sisters. That's how he loves me is by all these people. Amen. And and affirmation, people that support me, people that encourage me, people that are there for me in crisis, people that help me. That is how God does it. God works through people. Amen. But the minute that I have to violate God's law to get something, it's excess. I don't need it. If I have to violate God's law to do anything, I am going after what is excess. I'm going after something I don't need, something that's not good. The, the Bible says that, that she, she knew evil. Everybody say evil. Now, the word evil there, it means to smash to pieces. All she learned how to do is take the blessings God had given her and smash it to pieces. As soon as we begin to go after things that God has forbidden, we are going after excess. We are going after things that we don't need. And all they're going to do is smash up the blessings we already have. Amen? Are you all with me? When, when you begin to think about uh, God is the one who gives us everything. So when you, if, if I have to violate God's law to get love, then I don't need that love. If the only way I can get love is to go outside of my marriage to have an affair, that is excess. It is not good for me and it will break up, smash to pieces what I have that's good already. Amen. If, if God wants to bless me with money and, and I go after money in a way that is against God's law, then that money is no longer good for me. It will smash to pieces the blessings I already have. If God wants to, to give me a church, but I go after that church and I say, well, I want it this way and that way. I have to have it my way now. And I get crossways and I have a bad attitude. I've gotten outside the laws of God. And now that is excess. And the very church that God wants to use to bless you becomes a curse. And it smashes up the very thing you love. You all with me? Anytime, anytime we go after what is forbidden, the excess, the excess. Now, I know when I say this, a lot of people think, well, you know, of course, we shouldn't go after sin. Shouldn't go after, you know, affairs, and we shouldn't lie, and we shouldn't cheat, we shouldn't do all those things. But remember, Eve saw a piece of fruit that looked good. It seemed good. It, it appeared nice. And, and so uh, when you talk about sin, as Christians, we have been trained, well, that doesn't look good. That doesn't seem right. That's not good. But <clears throat> there are things that are good that if I go after them in a way that violates God's law, it's still forbidden. Amen? If you want the love of your spouse and the way you try to get it when you don't feel it is by not talking to them for three days, <clears throat> they got personal dinner. I hit home with that one. <clears throat> then you're violating God's law. Because how can you love somebody that you don't talk to? Amen? 
Well, I love them. I just don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I know you love them, but you're not loving them in the moment. Amen? The Bible doesn't say love your spouse as long as they treat you right. It just says love, love, love. Amen? Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't say love locks themselves in the bathroom, doesn't say anything for three days. <laughs> Amen? If you're going after a reputation and you want people to affirm you, and you, in order to do that, you have to lie and you have to cheat and you have to do things that you shouldn't do to puff yourself up, then that reputation is only going to smash to pieces the blessings you already have. If you're nervous what somebody would think about you if, if, because if they found something out so you lie and you're deceitful, you're going to smash to pieces the blessings you already have. Amen? If you want to destroy your joy, your peace, your marriage, your relationships, go after the excess. Go after the forbidden fruit. But I want you to know the devil wants to wipe away all evidence of God's presence in your life. Amen? He doesn't want you to have joy. And so he tempts you with something that looks like it would give you joy, but it's going to smash to pieces the joy you have. He don't want you to have peace, so he'll, he'll tempt you with something that you think will make you peaceful, and it'll only smash to pieces the peace you have. Amen? If the only way you find comfort is by going to the alcohol or going to drugs, then you are violating God's law. You're getting drunk on something that's not the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, you will smash to pieces your relationship with the Holy Spirit, who is the only one that can give you peace and comfort. Amen? And so I, I want you to know that the devil wants you to be stressed. He wants you to be filled with strife. He doesn't want joy. He doesn't want peace. He doesn't want anything. And what he's going to do is he's going to present something that looks good and says, yeah, I know it's kind of crossing the line a little bit, but it'll be all right. And I'm just telling you right now, the devil is a liar. Amen? It never works. Never works. Never. Amen? Let me keep going now. Now, I've kind of defined excess. Let me go to this, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. It said, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it. Everybody work it. To work it and take care of it. Now, I want you to think about the Garden of Eden and the work that he had to do. Did he have to water? No. Did he have to plant? No. Did he have to pick weeds? No. Did he have to go get the water hose and carry it half a mile? No. Did he have to mess with the sprinklers? No. What did he have to do? I mean, I'm thinking this is a sweet job. What do you got to do? Cush. Nothing. But when you begin to think about a garden, what the only thing that has to be done that would still need to be done is you got to prune. You got to cut back the excess. Are you all with me today? you got to cut back the excess. If, if, if you have to violate God's law, then it is excess. Amen? I want you to imagine what the first time that, that uh, God told Adam, I want you to cut that off. Adam's looking at it and said, now, that fruit you gave me, God said, I know cut it off. That looks pretty good. I know cut it off. I mean, it's pretty sweet tasting. I know cut it off. There's a lot of it you're talking about. I know, cut it off. It doesn't make sense to us to cut off excess. But here's what God says, and we learn this through, through, through nature and through pruning. When you prune off the excess, then God makes it more plentiful. 
Amen? And so if I begin to understand that in him, I got all I need. I got everything I need in him. If it's not in him, if I have to violate God's law in any way to get it, it is excess. If I cut it off, God will give me what that promise, but give it in abundance. Amen? The Bible says if I give to him what belongs to him, he will give back to me. Amen? If you would just say, oh, the only one I got to impress is my God, then I guarantee you when you impress God, God will build favor in the eyes of everybody around you that you need to, amen? And if people hate you and they talk about you and they gossip about you, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to, oh, they don't like me. Oh, they don't like me. You don't have to worry about none of that. If God likes you, that's all that matters, amen? That's all that matters. You don't have to worry about another. And, and, and when you get to that place, now you are free to love them. Because you're not walking around, oh, do they like me? Do they like me? I don't know. I don't know. Are you with me? Now, why would he have them cut it off? When you got to cut off the promise that God gave you, it's a choice. Do I want the blessing? Or do I want the source? When God told Abraham, go and sacrifice your son, he had to make a choice. Do I want the promise or do I want the source? You see, any time that I violate God's law, I am choosing the blessing, the appearance of a blessing over the one who is the source of all blessings. Amen? Y'all with me? You understand what I'm saying? He is the source And so I have to find my contentment in him. The Apostle Paul said, I've learned to be content in any and every situation. As soon as I get discontent, as soon as, well, I don't have enough people agreeing with me. I don't have enough people liking me. I don't have enough people that are with me. I don't have this. I don't, nobody loves me. Nobody likes me. You know, all that kind of stuff. As soon as you get discontent, then you're going to be susceptible to the devil's lie. And you begin to begin to think, well, if I just get somebody to like me, I'll feel better about myself. If I just get my husband to pay attention to me, if I just get my wife to be there, if I can just get this and, and we start. But in order to get it, we crave it so bad we are willing to yell. We're willing to scream. We're willing to have the silent treatment. We're willing to manipulate. We're willing to lie. We're willing to do all that kind of stuff. And it becomes the forbidden fruit that smashes the blessings we already have. We have to choose to be content. In him, we have all we need. Amen? Amen? How many of y'all believe that? If you you believe that, just raise your hand. All right? That's, That's about 80%. That's not bad. That's good. So, when you go home and you want to watch football, man, and your wives want to talk, and they want to share their feelings, I want you to remember what I said. If the only way you can watch that football game is to ignore your wife, then that football game is forbidden fruit. Can I get some amen, ladies? <laughs> ladies! Y'all thought I was going to let y'all off, didn't you? <laughs> if you think the only way that you know your husband loves you is if he shows attention to you during the game. <clears throat> and so you stand in front of the TV. And you say, talk to me, please talk to me. You are violating because you're not loving him. Amen? Amen. Uh, Don't take the forbidden fruit. 
Amen. Be safe. Stay in church and just talk all day. Amen. You don't have to do all that. God will give you everything you need. Amen. Now, the whole thing is with, with the pruning, he was trying to get them to see, I'm all you need. I'm all you need. You don't have to have everything go right. You don't have to do everything perfect. Your joy is found in him. I don't care what your daddy says, your mama says, your joy is in him. And where does this come from? It comes from this fear that I'm not enough. This fear that, that somehow if I don't have all these things, if I don't have as much money as they do or if I don't have as many things as they do or if I'm not as pretty as she is, it, it, it's this fear that I'm not good enough. Amen? And anything I go after that I violate God's law, I'm going after the excess and I'm falling into the trap. Do not let the fear that comes from a lie destroy your life. Amen? Is that simple enough? Do not let the fear that comes from a lie destroy your life. You have everything you need in him. He is all that you need. You are perfect in his eyes. Amen? See, there, there are some people here that you, you live your entire life trying to make everybody happy. Trying to get everybody else to, to like you, to be happy. And you bend over backward and you let people treat you like dirt sometimes. The Bible says do not cast your pearls before swine. Don't give the best part of yourself to somebody who's going to walk all over you over and over and over and over again. Amen? But why do we do that? Because we crave what we feel like we don't have. If you're not fully in tune with the love of Christ in you, then you're going to feel like you need the love of a man or the love of a woman. If you're not fully certain that he shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory, then you're going to say, well, I'll keep my money and not give an offering. Or I'll skip church so I can work more hours. If, if you're not fully certain that he is your kinsman redeemer, the one that has saved you and forgiven all of your sins and wiped it all clean, then you will try to make yourself feel better in all kinds of addictions and try to wipe away the pain and wipe away the guilt. But he is all you need. He has cleansed it all. And all this comes from fear. Fear. There was peace in the garden until fear was born. But fear is a liar. Amen? Stand up with me and let me pray for you this morning. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for your time and listening today. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share us with your friends. Also, remember to follow us on social media. If you ever find yourself in the area, we would love to see you on a Sunday morning at 1040 a.m. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.